I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. Bit of a special one Today, it's one of my live chats. So I hope once you all start clicking on this, you start joining in, get your questions in. We'll try and go through as many as we can in the next half an hour or so. Of course, talk about transfers. We're slap banging them in a little transfer window. I know lots of you are going to be focusing in on that, trying to find out what's going on. We're still waiting, of course, for the announcements of Durian Timber and Declan Rice. They will come when they will come. I can't tell you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't control all of that, but they will come. Uh, so we can talk about any of that sort of stuff. Anything else you want to ask about with pre-season Arsenal, of course, having their first pre-season friendly tomorrow against Nuremberg. They're over in Germany at the moment in their training camp. They're then heading off to the USA on Sunday for the USA tour, which will surely be a really exciting trip. It was last year's fantastic trip. Everyone enjoyed it. And it played such a big part in Arsenal's success and the momentum they built up into the start of the season. So Mikel Arteta will be looking to replicate that this time around. So we'll talk about that. Players you think potentially should leave this summer, talk to me, anything you want to ask. Let's go through it for the next half an hour or so. Let's start just debate all things Arsenal, get stuck into it and have a little bit of fun along the way. Lots of you already um, coming in there. Hi, what is seems to be something that many of you are adopting in the uh, comments at the moment. <laughs> so thank you very much for that. Hello, Scott. How are you? Lots of you getting involved um afternoon lloyd um of course so many of you um getting involved already which is good to see thank you very much harry i appreciate your kind words as well lots of you from all around the world as well joining in this discussion which is what i like to see seeing uh, all the places you'll mention where you are uh, watching from Godfrey here says, um, do you think we've got any chance of getting Tushimani? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I have to say, I'd be very, very surprised if that happened. You never know. Obviously, football is crazy. Um, I wouldn't have predicted uh, at the start of the transfer window that Arsenal were going to sign Kai Havertz, but they did. But I'd be very, very doubtful that a Real Madrid 
would let him go and that be Arsenal would be able to afford him anyway. Uh, Michael Elise, really exciting player, really do like. I don't think he'll be leaving Crystal Palace this, uh, this summer. Moussa Diaby, going to be interesting, certainly one to keep an eye on, I think, as the window progresses in terms of if he's going to stay or not, or if he's going to go. Lots of clubs have taken a look at him. He's a player Arsenal do like, have watched a lot over the last couple of years, haven't made a move yet, but who knows? I think, anyway, we'll... Where we are at the moment in the transfer window with Timber, with Rice, I think you sort of get those over the line. I think the focus, as I've said before, then switch to moving a few players out and then Arsenal will kind of reassess a little bit a few weeks down the line when they've looked at how much money they've managed to bring in and uh, they might start dipping back into the market then. But I think the focus right now um, is uh, on getting these priorities over the line and then it will go to... Um, to move in players on. One here, I believe, from Charles as well. Good name, Charles. Strong name. Um, they seen some Cancelo chat again this morning. Anything doing? I I don't think so. It's it's never felt like one that I thought was that possible, I have to say. Um, and obviously, they're bringing in Durian Timber now. And so w- where does Cancelo fit into all of that unless you're bringing him in to potentially play as a left-back or another left-sided option? Um, I just I can't see it. Again, you can never say never in transfers, but uh, for me, no, I think I think that's uh, that's one that I can't imagine. It's an interesting one from Daniel. Will Steve Round be replaced, or will his responsibilities be shared among existing coaches? It's a difficult one at the moment because we're still obviously in the very very early stages of it all. And you know, Steve Round was a really popular figure. He was very very influential, certainly in the early couple of years of Mikel Arteta's reign, and the. The sort of balance and the relationship that he, Mikel and um, Albert had was really, really good and really, really strong. They were very, very different characters when you sort of compare Albert to Steve. Albert was really sort of more on the technical side. He was always with Mikel Arteta in the technical area at matches. Steve Round was a lot more about the kind of, I don't know, the training ground stuff, but the mood around the camp, you know, being in and around the players. Um, and he did really, really good work on that. And but I kind of look at Arsenal now and you look at how close the squad is and how settled the place is. And you kind of think, do you really need that, that side of things on, on the coaching staff anymore? And I, I wonder if that's played a part in maybe Steve's decision that he wanted to move on and Arsenal's decision, you know, to not really stand in his way and sort of come to this mutual agreement. So I'm not sure yet if he'll be replaced. I'm sure. I mean, Mikel's got some really good young coaching staff on his on his staff. Miguel Molina, Carlos Cuesta, play, uh, coaches like that. Um, and obviously him and Albert are a really good team that work very, very well together. And I just do wonder if he might streamline the, the coaching staff a little bit or he might give the likes of Carlos and Miguel a little bit more sort of responsibilities, a bit higher up the food chain. So, I mean, it's still very early stages, so it's impossible to give a definitive sort of answer to it. But um, you know, the coaching staff is massive. When you're down at the training ground and you watch a bit of training like we do before European games sometimes, you see the size of coaching staff and it's, it's huge. Um, you know, it's almost the same amount of coaches there that are players. And um, so I don't think Steve Round going is going to be dramatic in any way and it's going to have a huge impact and, and things like that as popular as he was. And I And I do think that, you know, they might not be in any rush to immediately replace him, but we shall wait and see. And I know I've seen all the Santi because of all the rumours, uh, or not rumours, I've seen all the, the calls for Santi to come in. Um, 
and you know as much as i would love i'd love it i it's it's hard to say if it's happened if it will happen or not and if he does i can't imagine he'll go straight in to be Mikel's assistant because he's never done it before so uh, we shall wait and see on that one yeah this is an interesting one nicolas pepe i mean he's not in germany obviously um and I think the writing is certainly on the wall for Nicolas Pepe at Arsenal. I think we all know that. And it's a case of trying to find out what the best thing is to do with him this summer. Will it be, will they find a buyer? Will they just come to some sort of an agreement over the final year of his contract and try and save a bit of money that way? We know that can happen with Arsenal. We know it's something they've done before. We know it's something that Edu likes to do rather than being sort of stuck with a problem. He'd rather sort of rip the band-aid off completely and, and get rid so I'm sure those are all the discussions that are taking place right now when it comes to when it comes to Nicolas Pepe. Ideally, of course, Arsenal would like to sell him and get and recruit some of that huge outlay that they they spent to get him. But I think at the moment, what's happening with Pepe is it's just very very obvious that there is no future for him at Arsenal. He's not going to be really part of this um, long term sort of plan at Arsenal. I think he did have an injury, so maybe that is a reason why he's definitely not, you know he's not on the trip. There, there could be some sort of injury issue behind it as well but you know whatever it is I think it's very very crystal clear that Nicolas Pepe's future isn't at Arsenal and that um, it wouldn't surprise me by the end of this transfer window that one way or the other that his time at Arsenal is up Pat here says hi Charles any news on our younger players I, I e.g. Patino, Norton Cuffey etc well I think Brooke will go out on loan again I think that will definitely happen um He's, you know, highly thought of at Arsenal. He's had a fantastic season last season uh, out on loan. Did some really good things for Coventry. Showed he is more than capable of playing at championship level already, despite his very young age. And Arsenal won't want to sort of hamper that development by bringing him back and playing him with the 21s at all. You know, there's a lot of competition on that right-sided spot that's about to get even stronger with um, Durian Timber coming on and coming in. So, you don't really see any pathway right now for Brooke. So I think the next best thing for him will be will be another loan. Get him out, get him playing, and then sort of reassess the situation next summer with him. You know, whether it, it, he ends up moving, which he could well do as good as as good as he is. You know, if there's no real pathway for him there, Arsenal won't stand in his way. And they would potentially look to move players on a lot a big part of the sort of way they manage loans now with these younger players is with an eye to getting in a big amount of <laughs> potentially getting a big amount of money for these players get them out get them in the public eye get them playing well the value goes up and, and Arsenal will sell not every single young player can make it at Arsenal <clears throat> you're looking at what's happened with Charlie Patino now who you mentioned there um again you know he went out on loan he's had a fantastic loan spell there is no real pathway for him right now at Arsenal he doesn't believe that Arsenal don't really believe that and so the decision has been taken albeit slightly reluctantly, to try and sell him this summer. That hasn't happened yet. I'm sure it will. Um, and when it does, Arsenal look to protect themselves with a, a buyback clause or a first refusal clause, something like that. And I'm sure if they do end up taking a decision down the line to potentially cash in on someone like Brooke, because there is no sort of out-and-out -out pathway for him right there, then they will protect themselves again. And that's what we're going to see it more and more with this with the way that Arsenal manage their loans with, with young players now. They want to start, they see the academy as not only, you know, a, a route to develop their own players and get them into the first team, but really, you know, make an awful lot of money for the club and bring money in for the club. The big sales that they've really made in recent years have all been from academy players, and that can all go down as pure profit on the on the um, 
uh, on the accounts. And that's a really positive thing for a football club. You look at Awobi, you look at Joe Willock and um, some of these players are going to do, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll follow that. And so, yeah, Brooke, the future is up to him, really. You know, go out, have a good loan spell and then, I'll, and then it will be reassessed um, later on. Here's one from Miller. It says, hi, Charles. Congrats on your book. Can't wait to read it. Thank you very much, Miller. Appreciate that. Hope you enjoy it. Once it comes out, I'm actually heading up to London pretty much as soon as I finish this to go up and meet with the HarperCollins, who are the publishers, with their marketing team, PR team, to sort of sit down and work out exactly what sort of sort of PR and marketing campaign we're going to have ahead of it. So that's very exciting. Look forward to that. And I'll be able to tell you more and more as we get closer to the launch, what the plans are in terms of that, because I'm getting lots of questions about book signings and that sort of thing. And hopefully I'll be able to answer them a lot better uh, after the next sort of couple of weeks or so. You say, do you think there'll be many more incoming signings after Rice and Timber are confirmed? Look, I certainly can't say, won't say that there won't be. Like I said, I think the, the priority is definitely going to shift once Timber and Rice are announced, which hopefully will be by the end of this weekend or the start of this weekend. Um that the priority will shift to moving players on just because Arsenal spent £200 million now this summer with these the additions of these two. As good as you know, lucrative as the Champions League is going to be, they still need to offset some of that by bringing in some money for players and they need to do that and that's going to be the shift. They've had a decent enough start. You know, Granit Xhaka was good money. Obviously, uh, Pablo Mari money's come in as well, but you've got to sort out the futures of Balogun. You've got to sort out the future of Kieran Tierney, especially, I would say, um, and others in the squad as well. You know, Marquinhos, what's going to happen with him and Nuno Tavares, Sambi Laconga, things. So I think that will be the focus immediately after Timber and Rice are announced. And then they'll sort of look at things again a little bit later on in the window and decide whether they would do anything else. Last summer, they got everyone in early. Zinchenko is the last edition. That was during the US tour. And then that was that. I don't think that will necessarily be the case this time around. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they go, they do what they're doing now, get all the players in, shift the focus to moving players on and then go back and have another little look because I think there's definitely a couple of areas where this squad can still be improved and needs to be improved and I think of the right side is attacking role you know bringing in competition for Bukayo Saka I think that's definitely an area that might be looked at a little bit later on in the window Charles with a diving header I can confirm I was not one for diving headers uh, but although my brother, we were having a kick about at the weekend, he scored a diving header from a lovely outside of the right foot cross from me, might I add. Uh, lots of nice little comments from people about the book and the uh, channel and things are going. So I appreciate all of those as always. Um, team news and ticks. I'm wanting team news and ticks on the on the show. Obviously, uh, very popular guy the moment on social media that's some really good stuff if you don't follow him already go over to his instagram account you find him on twitter as well we'll keep you very updated in what is going on in not just arsenal but uh around football as well there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Timber Wednesday, says Abu. I have to say, when I woke up this morning, very much sounded, I was about to go into the soprano scene tune when I said that. Um, when I woke up this morning, I thought this will be the day that you're in Timber gets announced. The plan was for him to play some part tomorrow night's game. I don't know if that's changed, but I thought today might be an announcement. I think if he gets announced tomorrow, maybe it's a little bit too late to get him involved in that game. I don't think it's the be all and end all. Arsenal won't be overly bothered if he doesn't play on Thursday. The, the key thing has always been to get the players in before they go to the USA, and that will happen. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I did think, Abu, I have to say, when we woke up today, that this would be the day that Urien Timber would be announced as an Arsenal player. There's still a lot of time left of today at the moment of talking. Right now it's 12.28, so lots of hours left in the day. So we'll wait and see what happens. Arsenal do like a late afternoon announcement at sort of five o'clock or a six o'clock announcement. Um, so it could happen. I think Havertz was even later than that, actually. Um, so it could still happen. We shall wait and see. But I don't think anyone needs to worry. You know, if it doesn't come today, it is going to come. And the same goes for Declan Rice as well. Russell says, hello from sunny Scotland. Hello, Russell. Looking forward to watching the Scottish Open over the weekend in the build-up to the Open. Um, Johnny says, is the book audible? Yes, it is indeed. I'm not reading it because that would have ruined it because you might want to hear my bumbling voice uh, talking over the book. <laughs> but we do have someone, a professional voiceover uh artists doing that so that is uh, available on audible as well um i can't answer it i'm afraid final results when these announcements are going to come i don't work at arsenal i'm not involved <laughs> in the media team i'm not involved in the executive side of things so you know it will be announced when the media team are given the green light to announce it a lot of people i see it so many times all the replies everyone's saying oh why is the media team being so slow it's nothing to do with the media team They'll have everything prepared and ready to go. They need the green light from those above. Once that comes, the media team will put it out. So it's not their fault. Don't blame them. It's the, the announcement. The announcement. They can't just press the button before uh, they get the green light from the bosses. So it's not the media team at all. It's uh, it, But it will be announced. Don't worry about it. Robert from Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, I hope you are well. Love the Caribbean. My mum was from St. Vincent. Uh, moved over here when she was 19, married my dad, who was from Arsenal. <laughs> Mum from St. Vincent, dad from Holloway. Uh, two very, very different areas. Um, and uh, yeah, had my honeymoon over in St. Lucia. So love the Caribbean. Good to hear from you, Robert. I hope you are well. Lots of nice comments still coming in as well. Matt from Chicago. Look at this, people from everywhere. Um, talking in. This is an interesting one from Godfrey. Does Austin trust you have a future at the club? He hasn't been given a chance. Um I don't think he has a future at the club, no. I mean, he's he's there at the moment, he's training. I did an interview with Austin uh, a few months ago, actually, when he was doing so, so well at Birmingham. He had a fantastic loan spell last season. But you kind of look at that and you look at the centre-backs Arsenal have. You know, they've just brought Timber, who can play centre-back as well. Saliba's there, Gabriel's there. Um, Kivior, they spent a lot of money on as well. And you just look at that and think, where is Austin really going to fit into this squad? Where is he going to get the minutes? I think he didn't cost a lot of money. I think he's had such a good loan spell last season. He's made himself an international now with the US. You know, you kind of look at that and think that's a good good opportunity for a very good 
quick profit on a player there. So, um, you know, personally, I think that we'll see Austin Trusty move on at uh, at some point pretty soon. But Arsenal on the US tour, so it makes sense to take him on that. Lloyd says, what role do you think Party will play if he stays? This is an interesting one. I hope he stays, as I've said many a time. I think it'd be a big risk for Arsenal to lose Thomas Partey. He's not a player that they are absolutely desperately trying to push out the door by any means, but I think he, and there's a number of players that fall into this category, I think that if a really good offer came in that they would probably think, you know what, that might make a bit of sense. He's 30 or coming up to 30. I think, I'm not sure if he's 30 yet but he's about to be if he's not. He's only got two years left on his deal. We're never going to get a better time to get some money in for him. Um, and they might decide to do that. But I think it would need to be a very tempting offer and they would need to know that they can get someone in to replace him. Um, so, yeah, I hope he stays because I think if you've got Declan Rice and Thomas Party as your two players there that you can kind of rotate and flick between in that sixth position, I think you're in a very, very strong position. Uh, both in the Premier League and in the Champions League. And I think if he does stay, it will just be that. I think he'll just be an option to to rotate and just to have even greater squad depth. Um, I think Declan Rice can certainly play in that number eight position as well as need be. So I don't think it's necessarily just between Rice and Party for that sixth role. I think you could easily have Party and Rice in the same team together, which I think can make Arsenal feel very, very strong as well. So I think he would still have a very, very big role to play. It just might be that his minutes are reduced from what he's previously expected. Because look, since he's arrived at the club, it's Thomas Partey, he's fit, he plays. He's one of the first names on the team sheet. I think now he's going to have to adjust, if he does stay, to just not quite be in that much of an important role. Still be a very important role, but just not a guaranteed first name on the team sheet. Why is it taking so long for us to announce the transfer of Timber Morris? Says Christian, who's watching from Ghana. Um, I've, I've already explained that, Christian, so I hope you've already seen it. There's no point going over it a little bit more. I can't I can't say, it's just impossible for me to, to say it because I don't know. It's way above. It's right at the top of the Arsenal food chain and they will decide when it has. And it's not just that. They have to tie it in and link it with other clubs. You think Declan Rice, I mean, he's not even here at the moment. He's on holiday. He's been given an extra time, bit of time off because he basically went right through to the Conference League League um, final with West Ham so I had no time off after the end of the season then went straight away with England and now he's come back he's getting a bit of a break and he'll come back at the end of this week and I think that's when it will be getting announced he's also you've got to tie in and factor in the West Ham aspect of it all here this is their captain this is West Ham you know he's their boy he's their hero he's he's going to want to He's going to want to put some sort of emotional goodbye I imagine out and want that all prepared and linked in with West Ham so Arsenal are going to have to sort of you know control things with West Ham in that regard as well. They don't want to announce anything too early before he's had paid, you know, a hugely respectful goodbye to West Ham, which I know will be very, very, very important to Declan Rice. So there's all those sort of things tied into Declan Rice. Why Timber hasn't been announced yet, I just don't know. I thought it would be. If it's not announced by today, I'm gonna, I'd be surprised, but um, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Oliver says, are you going to be at the Nuremberg match tomorrow? No, I'm not, Oliver. I will watch it, but I'm not going to be at the game. I just couldn't be. I couldn't get over to Germany and back in time for what um, I need to do on Friday morning in terms of the school run for my kids. Um, so it was just impossible for me to get over there, unfortunately. But lots of good reporters are going over there. Kaya from Football London, who I'm sure you'll follow. He's over there. I think um, Mark from the Sun's over there as well. So you get lots of good coverage from the Arsenal pack who will be involved in some of the sort of post-match press conferences with Mikel Arteta, where hopefully we should get um, 
a little bit of an update from him on terms of what's going on. Nonny here says, can you see any way in Balogun staying? I wrote a piece about Balogun yesterday. I put it on my website, charleswatts.football. Um, I tweet it out. If you haven't seen it yet, you'll find it on my social media. Sort of looking at the Balogun situation and um, giving my thoughts on it and why Arsenal might reluctantly have to sell Balogun. Can I see any way of him staying? Yes, absolutely. I can see a way of him staying. But I do think if he does stay, it is a bit of a risk from Arsenal from a financial point of view because you're then... Right now, his value is as high as it's ever going to be. He's coming off the back of a fantastic season in France. He's just become the USA number nine. You know, he's just commercially... His value's huge on and off the pitch. Um, he's still got two years left on his contract. So his value is up here. If he doesn't go this summer and he doesn't sign a new contract, which at the moment it doesn't appear that he's willing to do. He wants to wait and see. He wants to see what sort of minutes he's going to get. He wants to play regularly. He doesn't want to go back to sitting on the bench, which you have to say he probably would if he stays at Arsenal. And so then he's not really going to want to sign a new contract. So if you don't sell him now, that value which is here is just going to tick, 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 tick right down. And then you're suddenly faced next summer with a player, a good striker, who hasn't played much, probably hasn't played much. Um, he's only got a year left in his contract and you're just not going to be able to get too much money for him. So from a financial point of view, I think it makes a lot of sense to cash in on Balogun now. And again, protect yourself, put in a buyback clause, a matching rights clause, something that gives you the opportunity to potentially get him back to the club um, but reluctantly potentially sell now. So I can see a way he stays, but I would be surprised just because of everything that I've uh, I've mentioned there. John Mack asked about Fabio Vieira. He says, where do you see him fitting into this team next season? Well, I don't really see him fitting into the team per se, but in terms of fitting into the squad, I think he's just going to do what he did last season, but we just want to see more from him. I think that's the important thing. Um, he's a talented player. He gets into really good positions. He can finish I just think as the season went on last season, his confidence took a real, real hit. And he just wasn't, he just didn't develop into the player we're all hoping for. But I don't think that's the end of him by any means. And it's far too early to write him off because he's clearly a talented player. And I think we saw that certainly at the start of the season. Um, and so in terms of where he fits in, I think he's going to rotate. You know, he's going to be an option to replace Martin Odegaard, potentially an option to replace Kai Havertz as well. If Havertz does, as expected, play in that left eight role, he could potentially play out wide. You know, Arsenal got a lot of games time coming up and they need their squad to make an impact. And I think that's where they fell short last season. And so Mikel will certainly be wanting to see more from those type of players. When you, when you bring them on with half an, hour to, half an hour to go, go and make an impact. Far too often last season, that didn't really happen with players like Fabio Vieira. And that's what he needs to improve. So, And if he does that, he'll get plenty of minutes. You know, Arsenal invested a lot of money into him. They don't want to just, you know, just sort of turn their back on that already after one season. So, you know, he's an interesting player, Vieira. Clearly so talented. And like I said, I, I really like the way he gets into good positions. Um, and he should have scored more. He only scored two goals last season. He should have scored more. He had a lot of opportunities to score more than that. But I think his confidence was here. He rushed his finishing in as a result. And if he could just calm down a little, a little bit, get a good confidence boost, hopefully get a good preseason under his belt, we can see him really sort of showcase his talents a lot more than he did last season. Abu says, hi, Dubai is watching. That's good to hear, Abu. Thank you very much. David asked about Marquinhos, says, I've got a feeling he's got great potential. Do you expect to see much of him this season? I don't. I think Marquinhos will probably go out alone again. 
had a mixed spell at Norwich the second half of last season. I think he needs a good full season out somewhere to really develop. I don't think he's going to get any minutes at Arsenal. So there's no real point in him sticking around. I think you let him go on the tour. But once you come back from the tour, I think he goes out on loan and has a good season somewhere. It doesn't have to be in England, could be abroad. But I think that's the next, that's a good step for him at this stage of his development. I, I, I literally wouldn't be able to even remotely guess this, Christian. Um, thanks for your question, but it's impossible. I'm not, I know normally I'll do a predicted 11 sort of day before a game, but for this, it is just impossible. We don't know who Mikel's thinking of playing, how many minutes he wants to get into the leg. I think everyone who goes will get some minutes. I think we will see the players who have been away on internationals who have come back late, like Kai Havertz, Kai Saka, Martin Odegaard. I do, I expect they'll, they will feature, but I imagine they'll come on for the final sort of 25 minutes or something like that. So the players who have been here for the longer time, they will start the game tomorrow. So we'll probably see maybe after a Conquero starting goal, we might see Cedric Suarez, Rob Holding, those sort of players might start the game. Um, and like Gabriel, I think will probably start. Um, Noel Nenny, potentially, you know, those sort of players I think will start. Gabriel Jesus, he should. Um, Reese Nelson, Marquinhos, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's those are the sort of players I expect will probably start. And then we'll see some of the more established international players come on in the second half. So yeah, it, Kai Havertz is the one I'm really looking forward to seeing. If he does come on, where he plays, how he fits into this system, will we see a little bit? different system from Mikel Arteta. I think the signings he's making this summer sort of hint towards the next step of the evolution of this football team under him. I think they changed the dynamic of the team a little bit in terms of their role. You know, if, if Timber's coming in as a starter, I think that definitely changes the dynamic of the defence and potentially the midfield as well because he's going to play more of the inverted role. I think if Rice gets a nod over Thomas Partey, then that changes a little bit the way the midfield plays because I see Rice more as a box-to-box player than Thomas Partey. And I think Kai Havertz certainly changes the dynamic in that sort of final third area if he plays in that role that Granit Xhaka has been playing as well. So really interesting signings, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how they all play. Okay, I'm going to do take a couple more of this. This is absolutely flown by. We're nearly at half an hour already. Uh, I would carry on doing it. But like I said, I've got to get up to London. I've got a train to catch very, very soon. So I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to put a stop on this in a second. But I will take um, a couple more. Barry here says, I love Ben White, but I think Timber will take his place. What do you think, Charles? Yeah, it's an interesting one. You know, Ben White has been so, so impressive at Arsenal. He was one of Arsenal's better players throughout all of last season. Um, and... It is interesting. I mean, he's going to be a direct competition for Ben White, no doubt about it. I think we're just going to see, though, that again, it gives this gives Mikel an opportunity to to rotate things, to change things up, to make sure that his team selections aren't that predictable. One week you can go with Ben White, one week you can go with Timber, and if you you know whoever you're playing, that changes the way the team plays because if you go with Ben White, you're putting on an, a right back who's going to overlap a lot more, who, which we saw him do that with Bukayo Saka so impressively last season. Um, but if you go with Timber, then you're probably bringing in a player who's going to move into the central areas a little bit more and create more of an overload in midfield, which will give you more control in the midfield. Um, and I think it just gives Mikel that option now to be a lot more unpredictable. And that's what you want, because I think that's where Arsenal fell short a little bit last season was the, the depth of the squad and how predictable the starting eleven became as the season went on. Um, so I think this, you know, I don't I don't see him coming in to absolutely replace Ben White. I think he's just coming in to give Mikel Arteta another option on that right-hand side. 
Um, okay, I'm going to pick through. I'm, I'm just scrolling through. There's so many of you here. And if I haven't answered your questions, I, I'm sorry, but it's just because so many of them are about when's Rice signing, when's Timber signing and things like that. And obviously I've answered these, so I don't want to just replicate myself um, uh, as this goes through. James here, Nichols says, do you think Rice will be announced in USA with Josh and Stan at the press conference? I don't think so. I don't think they're waiting for that. I think, like I said, they're just waiting for him to get back from holiday and waiting for him to do what he needs to do with West Ham before that gets announced. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't think we can, I'd be surprised if they're waiting to just unveil him in a true American owner style with, uh, Josh and Stan sat right next to him. Yeah, there's been lots of links with, with Javi Simmons with Arsenal throughout the summer. It's not one I've ever heard myself, I have to say, so I've never really spoken about it. He was an exciting player. I thought he was very good last season when Arsenal played him, especially in the away game against PSV, but, um, you know, I would love uh, it'd be an exciting signing if Arsenal did firm that interest up, but I've never actually heard it myself. So, you know, I like to talk about if I'm talking about transfers, it likes to be something that, you know, I like it to be something that I actually have information on that I can substantiate. But with with Javi Simons, I've seen the links, but it's just it's not one that I've I've heard myself. Um, OK, I am going to finish with this one it's a bit of an opinion who do you want to stay in Ketia or Balogun it's a really hard one to answer I think I think they're both good I think Nketiah gets a lot of unfair flack I think he did really well last season when he came in as a replacement um, for Gabriel Jesus when he was starting in that team week in week out I thought he showed a lot of development I thought he showed a lot more to his game than we've seen before he popped up with really important goals as the season went on he struggled a little bit more. He hasn't really shown at the moment that he can come on and make a real big, significant impact off the bench, certainly in a goal-scoring type of way. And that's something he needs to improve. Um, and Balogun, obviously, he's like this shi the shiny new toy who none of us have really seen. We've seen him scoring all these goals in France, and that makes him really, really appealing. But, and I think it's a big but, we haven't seen him in the Premier League yet. We haven't really seen how he can deal with that, that and that massive step up in level. And it is a massive step up in level. How many goals did Lacazette score last season in France? Um, I mean, I think that's, that says it all. And, you know, that's not a dig at Lacquer, who I, I loved at Arsenal, but we saw his goal output in England was dramatically lower than what it is when he goes back to France and then bangs in 30-odd goals. Um, so I think that needs to be taken into account. You know, I think Balogun's an intriguing player. He's full of potential. He looks strong as well, maybe a little bit stronger than potentially Eddie is. Um, although I do think Eddie's added that to his game. So it's a really hard one to answer. I think this preseason, this is going to be the one of the big intriguing things of it. You know, we're going to get four games to have a really good look at Balogun in this Arsenal team, in this Arsenal setup, especially over in the USA, when the team's going to be stronger, um, like we saw last season. You know, Mikel really went strong in, in those games in the USA and Arsenal are very, very good. And if they do that again, which I expect they will, then it'll be great to get a good look at Balogun and to see how he handles himself and to see you know how he performs. So I think I'll be in a better place to answer this question at the end of the preseason because I just haven't seen enough of Balogun in an Arsenal shirt to really be able to say I would definitely prefer him over in Ketia, who I've seen a lot of and I think is a very good player and I think has shown that he can make an impact at Premier League level. All right, that's it from me, everyone, today. Thank you very much for joining me. I will be back to do more of these as the summer goes on. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Thank you for joining me. Have a very, very good end to your day. And I'll be back tomorrow to discuss all things Arsenal once again. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 